0: Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Joining me today is my very special guest. It's Michelle Sullivan, National FFA Senior Team Leader of Engagement, and we are celebrating community service in FFA. Hey, welcome to the show, Michelle.
1: Pete, thanks so much for having me. I always enjoy our conversations.
0: Uh, Likewise. And you know, It's great to have this chance again to talk to you all about the important role that community service plays in the entire platform of the FFA movement. So looking forward to getting the update. So well, I'm excited. Let's jump into, again, first, before we hit our main topic, a little bit, again, about your background. Very interesting background. If I recall right, <laughs> when you were a little bit younger, you actually were an FFA member.
1: I, I was, and, and it was... Quite a bit, quite a bit younger, but uh, it's one of the reasons why I love doing this show with you um, is that I'm also from Ohio. So I grew up in a very small town in Ohio, um, which we have bragging rights to actually having a national FFA officer from Anna. Uh, that is Bruce Ketler, um, who is our current uh, Indiana Department of Agriculture, um, uh, the lead of that. So. You know very proud of where I come from. Um, and yes, I was an FFA, I was only able to be an FFA for two years because I had other commitments with another youth organization. Um, so yeah, I that's it, it was my freshman and sophomore year. Uh, and it's really probably hard to believe, but um, I used to be very shy and quiet. <laughs> and yeah. People People who know me now know that's, oh, that's- not.
0: No, I was going to say, from the time I've known you, I don't see that at all.
1: (laughs) No, I know. And it was really um, FFA that helped me step outside of my comfort zone um, through public speaking. My FFA advisor, Mr. Tom Kramer, um, encouraged me to participate in extemporaneous speech Uh, which is an event that National FFA hosts. And um, really it changed my life. Um, I became a lot more confident and uh, really developed a heart for leadership and service and and youth development um, that actually has carried with me, you know, through the rest of my life.
0: Outstanding. How many years now have you been a part of the team there?
1: Well. You know, I had, to, I had to do a little math, uh, but I am, en- I am entering my 14th year with the National FFA. Um, so I'm just very excited that I've been able to be with this organization for as long as I have.
0: One of the things that really speaks to the culture of the National FFA Is the longevity of all of your team members i mean uh, christy meyer your communications manager she told me she's going on what 19 or 20 years now yes you're telling me 14 i hear repeatedly double digits and that that's not the norm these days in our new world
1: no it's really not but we're you know we're fortunate that what we are able to do um is a passion for us. You know, helping and engaging youth and developing them as leaders is um, something, or specifically through the lens of ag, is something that everybody in that building is truly passionate about.
0: And talk about somebody who is totally passionate about community service. I don't know many people that wear it more on the sleeves than you and Christy do, believe me. And I say that with all sincerity. I don't just put that out there either. So, you Thank are you. an excellent ambassador for community service. So speaking of community service, let's move into our main topic here. Has community service always been on the initial platform all the way back in the founding days, 1917 timeframe, or was that an add-on after it was started?
1: So, again, I had to dig up, do a little research because it's been a minute since I looked at our history um, but officially, service became a part of National FFA when we were chartered as a nation, nationwide organization in 1928. Um, I'm sure it was parts of conversation beginning in 1917, because if you think about um, our motto uh, and even our creed uh, discusses the importance of service. Our, our motto is learning to do, doing to learn, earning to live and living to serve, so it was something that obviously was of great import from the beginning and has really developed, you know, since then.
0: Taken off, and it's really a heart and center. We talk about development of leadership skills with all of the participants. It's certainly right there. Now, 2020, the year that we just completed. Thank goodness we're through with that, and hopefully we're on to a much bigger and brighter year in 21 has to have been enormously challenging uh, for FFA and for you in terms of the part of FFA, the community service, the hands-on, you're out and about all over the place, had to have made major adjustments and changes uh, to things at the local state. And in fact, of course, the National Days of Service uh, as well. What's been the biggest challenge dealing with all of that?
1: You know, Pete, um, I'd probably say that um, the biggest challenge for us was really to ensure that everyone who was still serving was serving safely. You know, in light of the pandemic, we wanted to make sure that our students were not only following national guidelines, but also state and local guidelines um, in regards to protection. And uh, my team, who is amazing, by the way, um, developed, a, a safe a safe serving, a how to serve safely through COVID um, info sheet to help people understand that you can still serve. And to be very honest, service is more important now than ever in light of this. So we wanted to, the biggest challenge for us was just making sure that people were still staying safe while still meeting needs.
0: Now you came up with during the month of October adding a month-long days of service uh, method to achieve yes. that goal. And that had overwhelming success. It looks like when I looked at some of those numbers, it looked like that really resonated.
1: You know, it really did. And um, to the point where we were we were gobsmacked, to be very honest, and so happy and proud of all the things that, that our FFA members did across the country. Um, it was... You know, a challenge for um, the team to think about: How do you take something that is live and in person that we can, you know, manage and control, and really release it out to uh, every chapter across the country and provide them the framework so they can do that successfully? Um, but honestly, the as as per usual, our FFA members and our FFA chapters and, and our alumni and supporters all just stepped up to the challenge. You know, they, they followed the rules and uh, to, to serve safely but still made some amazing impacts in their local community. Um, and the beauty of it for us was we were able to take what normally occurs at national convention during our national days of service um, and just kind of blow it up and make it nationwide. So on site at convention, we services for three days. It is normally uh, uh, Monday, Thursday and Friday of Convention Week. And we thought what a great idea to just provide a bigger window of opportunity for people to serve. And so uh, moving forward, uh, we will continue to do the National Days of Service live if we're able to, but we will always continue to do National Days of Service across the country during the month of October is now one of our months of service for National FFA.
0: You just expanded the whole concept uh, trifold and then some.
1: (laughs) We really did. And honest to gosh, I just um, am so so just humbled by the um, level of servant leadership that our young FFA members um, demonstrate through their acts of service. It is, it is something that, you know, we, as, as a team, we always say, you know, Serge, some days are busier and harder than others. But when you can get a report back from a student saying that, you know, during this pandemic, I didn't think that I had uh, a way to be helpful, but now through service, I see that I can make a difference. It are, it's those things um, that truly just make it, worthwhile to every day to get up and put on your pants and keep going
0: (laughs) Cuts right through to the heart of what it's all about it really does you have four you've had four service areas of focus that the projects Mm -hmm. wrap around so you've got community safety hunger health and nutrition environmental responsibility give us some examples of maybe two or three projects that were carried out during the month of october that relate to this
1: yeah uh i was happy so first of all um on our website which is ffa.org forward slash living to serve there's a map that's down at the bottom of that page that's interactive that shows you all the chapters that participated across the country and like you said pete there we have four areas so community safety hunger health, nutrition, community engagement and environmental responsibility. And I wanted to kind of focus on a few that are from Ohio, if I could. So Riverview FFA, um, they really focused on the environmental responsibility um, focus area for us and they hosted a community cleanup. So it engaged not only their FFA members but other youth within the school and adults as well. And that was a day of service that uh, was very impactful because it was something that was truly needed in their community. So I was super proud of that one. Um, Southeastern FFA um, addressed the hunger, health, and nutrition uh, focus area. And I really, really liked this. It was unique. It's not something I would have thought about, but this FFA uh, chapter worked with local community gardens and local farmers um, for a day and went and they gleaned all the produce that, you know, oftentimes is just unsellable. And so they actually gleaned all of that and donated it to, the, to, to several local food pantries. Um, so they helped not only the people who needed food, but they also helped the community gardens and the farmers and cleaning up uh, their their areas and making it ready for the next the next crop, if you will.
0: What a win-win situation that was.
1: Absolutely. And the last one I'll talk about, which was kind of fun, uh, is Kenton OHP FFA. And they hosted a Socktober event where they had community members donate new socks to be distributed to local organizations um, that deal with homelessness. And I thought it was a, a unique way of meeting the needs um, of their local community. So, very inventive. Students are so creative. You know, I think as adults, we kind of put parameters around things like here's some great ways to serve. And they're like, well, we could do this and just blow it all up. So, just always humbling with what our kids
0: do. It really challenged and motivated the members to a, whole not, to a whole nother level in terms of the service types of projects that they carried out then.
1: Absolutely, when absolutely. Was, when
0: all was said and done the month of October, what were the numbers in terms of participation? And what about the economic impact?
1: Yeah, so let me just say from a reference standpoint, historically, when we're able to hold convention in person, we engage about 2,500 youth. So this year, uh, with our virtual, if you will, National Days of Service, we had 8,114 volunteers and they represented 340 FFA chapters from 45 states and Puerto Rico. And they logged 24,321 hours of service in that month alone which created an economic impact of over $600,000 for those local communities collectively. It's amazing.
0: You didn't say 60, you said 600,000. That's-
1: Six, yes, it's a lot of money.
0: (laughs) Mind boggling right there. Just in that one month period of time. Absolutely. Now, because as you mentioned at the national convention, you have those three days of service and you didn't have that. And I know that- you have had typically 17 to 20 sites in the Indianapolis area that count on all of this service and all of that happening. Right. Your staff at National, you came up with a very innovative, creative way to further still engage some of those organizations.
1: We really did. And once again, I, my staff, uh, Stephanie Sebastian, Jennifer Kirshner, and Daniel Bergler, um, really wanted to make sure that... The city of Indianapolis understood how much we value them and how much we appreciate their support. Um, and we wanted to make sure that even if we couldn't provide assistance to all of our generally anywhere between 15 and 18 host sites that we were able to help at least a few and still do it safely with COVID you know, restrictions for safe, ser- safe serving. And so we engaged um, 15 of our uh, FFA staff, um, over two days. So we had two days of service. Um, one was at an equine therapy program, which I was able to volunteer with and just amazing. The work that that organization does, um, is just, you know, again, just very humbling. And so staff there, um, were able to, uh, repaint fence and, um, work with uh, cleaning up some stalls and doing some maintenance to some stalls. And and those are things that the staff there can do, but oftentimes those little things kind of get put behind because their focus is really on, you know, ensuring that the young people, the youth that are there for the therapy are getting their attention. And so as an organization, we were very happy to be able to go and kind of lighten their load, if you will, and and take a few of the um, more cumbersome, uh, volunteer opportunities off of off their plate, and so over those two um, those two days, again, we we engaged 15 of our members, and we were really happy to be able to do that.
0: Providing needed behind the scenes support so that those organizations right. could focus direct on the service that they are in business to do. So again, exactly. and I'm sure that was much appreciated by all those organizations just in lieu of despite of everything going on, that the national staff, you still took the initiative to come up and to provide that support to them, because you knew how important that is with that.
1: Absolutely. Yes, we're pleased to do, be able to do it, and we'll, our plan is to again continue that as well if possible.
0: Well, right now, Michelle, I just want to do a special shout out. That is to all of our partners that make this program possible. Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, UTC's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio, and Culver's Restaurant of Marysville, Ohio. You'll find outstanding products and services at all of our show partners. Well, let's move forward now, Michelle, and talk about 2021. Uh, now, first of all, the I see coming up here, February 20th, the 27th, you have again added another Days of Service uh, opportunity right here that aligns with the National FFA Week. Share that.
1: Absolutely. We are very excited about this. Because the uh, National Days of Service during convention went so well and we saw so much interest and participation, uh, we decided to add another month of service um, for FFA. And so Chapters have the opportunity to plan and host um, and report out on a service event that will happen uh, during the month of February leading up to and through FFA week. Um, And so we are very excited about this new opportunity. We know that chapters serve during FFA week. Um, We've just never had a mechanism uh, in place in which we could capture that information and share that information and highlight what chapters are doing. Um, and so this is allowing us to really celebrate, um, the service efforts of our FFA members, uh, during the month of February and, and again, leading up into, and through FFA week.
0: And this is the first time, correct?
1: It is, it is. We have, you know, had, um, this is the first intentional, uh, FFA week, National Days of Service. So it's it's something that we're hoping um, that our FFA chapters engage in once again. Um, we know that they, they do serve. And the, one of the great things is that with um, National FFA and the Living to Serve platform, we offer grants uh, to those chapters that can apply for up to $400 for a day of service grant. So we can also not only provide you the FFA chapter is the framework on how to plan a project, but we're also providing funding to help support the project.
0: I noticed uh, you have year-long grants of up to $3,000. You have the days of service mini grants of 400 and the 1200 level for semester-long grants. So again, again not only the technical support but the financial support to make these things happen. Along with all of that, I did a tutorial and I went through your whole community service toolkit, and I checked that out. And I must say, talk about ultra detailed and every action step that you could have and sequencing the steps. I don't think you left anything on earth with with how you put that together. I mean, it practically does. And then the templates of all those different areas of how to even carry out those types of specific types of projects, that was over the top.
1: Well, again, thank you so much. Again, uh, the staff just really they nailed it, they they took some time. And, and while you know switching to that virtual environment, it really was a great learning opportunity for us as well to kind of take a step back from what we normally do and kind of visualize how can we reach more, serve more, help more. And um, so they really did dive deep into that, that toolkit because we want our chapters to be able to plan and execute a successful project. And so uh, I'm so glad that you went through it. I think that's amazing. Thank you for doing that. And um, hopefully you you learned a, a few nuggets of goodness as well.
0: Well, it made me want to jump in and, and help you out with one of your projects. You know, I'm very active in, in Rotary and we're all about service about self. And I know that you're a former Rotarian too. So yes, yes, uh, I can certainly identify with, with all of that. You have also, in addition to all of those support mechanisms, you have tremendous partners from the business community uh, that are providing you that added dollars to develop all these tools and resources uh, that you have. Don't want to spend a lot of time on them, but just some a yeah. few. Reasons. you've got Tractor Supply. I noticed the uh, CoBank and a few others out there, and John Deere, of course, is outstanding uh, support. Uh, So
1: we have, yeah, Cargill uh, is is a huge supporter for us. We're also really fortunate to be supported by Domino's and Elanco, um, Ardent Mills, Bungie, Sealed Air, Rabo Agri-Finance, and uh, TC Energy and Wilbur Ellis. So we're very, very fortunate to get support from these amazing uh,
0: companies makes all the difference in the world in terms of the level of support and technical support that you are able to provide there at the national organization. Absolutely. Now, as we move into 21, and we can kind of into like the spring and summer, just a few mm-hmm. little highlight points on spring and summer. These more or less prep times, I know the chapters are getting engaged and then we get to the late spring, you got all the fairs going on. So they're into their uh, ag experiences, practicing and working and doing their things at the junior fairs across the country happening right anything else that you want to mention there in the spring or summer
1: so i think probably what i want to put on people's radar again um hopefully if 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 you people that are listening if they know an ffa chapter please share with them about the different grants that we provide um the the day of service mini grant is open all year so if chapters are planning to do a service project in the spring in the summer they can receive um you know, up to $400 for a day of service. And then uh, I will say that in uh, April, we'll be opening our year-long Living to Serve grant, and that's the that's a $3,000 one. Um, and that is really getting chapters to think forward of what they're going to do in the following school year um, around service. And again, that is a service learning grant, which means it has to be tied to curriculum, has to have a duration of a year, and has to have youth voice and engagement. So if I could, those would probably be the, the little Uh, highlights i would give for the the spring and summer months for our team
0: perfect and then as you transition into the fall you're gearing up for the live national convention and again are you looking at uh, keeping it at that same level that you've kept it at in the past with having about 17 uh, different sites around the area and about 2500 participants
1: You know our our hope is that we absolutely will be a live event again um and yes our anticipation would be that we have it's an application process so let me explain that too so the host sites that we work with actually apply to engage our members we want to make sure that it's a safe environment that it's an educational environment and that it's an opportunity that students can look at and say, I can take that back and I can make a difference in my community. Um, So all those things come into play. Uh, But yes, we're hoping to, once again, stay within that 15 to 18 host site range, still engaging around that 2,500 locally, but also continuing with the virtual during the month of October. So the the National Convention, National Days of Service um, event uh, will continue and, and, you know, again, through the whole month of October with the on-site, the live event happening um, between October 27th and October 30th of 2021.
0: You want to make sure we put out there so people understand how much impact those days of service at the National Convention has. So give us, for example, in 2019, what was the economic impact and hours for during the National Days of Service at the convention approximately?
1: Well, we engaged, again, we engaged like 2,500 um 2,500 young people um, that served over those three days. And that includes our state officers as well as uh, local chapter members that participate. And we had a little over um, $194,000 in economic impact uh, that year. So, you know, still great impact. So we'll be able to impact Indianapolis a little bit more and then hopefully continue to expand on our impact uh, nationwide.
0: Great. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. You must see community service projects in your sleep, Michelle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. And I'm always inspired uh, to, to think about things differently, you know, because I still like to serve and engage in my local community. Um, and I honestly have gotten some really good ideas from from our chapters across the country. So it's, it's a win-win for everybody, I guess.
0: You're doing service even in your sleep, it sounds like. <laughs> so there you go. Well, community service does not just happen in at the local level or at any or at the state or any of these levels. If you don't have that support mechanism in place from those local communities or local businesses and all those organizations that provide the various sites, uh, provide practicum sites, provide sites for service to be carried out. Just a comment on what are just a couple best ways that local communities can support community service.
1: That is a great question. Um, it's something that we strive to develop, and I think probably one of the best ways for individuals, individuals, let's start with that, to participate is first um, look to see if you have a local FFA alumni and supporters chapter. Um, that is something that uh, that organization it deals uh, provides resources, both. Uh, Human capital and financial capital to local FFA chapters, and it's a great way to use your skills and talents um, to to benefit a chapter. Um, the other way is to be very honest. Um, if you're a local business and you feel driven to support a particular project, just reach out to your reach out to your local FFA chapter and let them know that you want to partner. And that you're be, you're willing to bring this skill or this talent um, to their service project, and um, also just letting 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 FFA chapters know about the funding opportunities and the resources. Because honest to goodness, not all the chapters know about the grants that we offer or the resources that we provide, and so that can be a huge resource as well. I think just the easiest way is is take a stroll to your local. Um, high school or middle school, and introduce yourself to the agricultural education teacher and ask them how you can help.
0: And every idea and every resource that can be provided by those businesses and organizations are all value-added. Absolutely. Michelle, put out again the social, best social platforms for community service and also your email address, Sure. So
1: to find all of our resources, you can go to our website at ffa.org forward slash living to serve. We also post things on uh, Instagram and Facebook uh, and Twitter, and you can search either the hashtag National FFA or at National FFA to kind of see what's going on. Um, if you need to reach me, please do so. And you can do that at Sullivan at ffa.org
0: michelle again i can't thank you enough for your time on coming today on today's show and for all of your leadership and providing great practical information on community service on ffa hey major kudos to you for your leadership all the national staff your board your partners your chapter advisors all those in the local communities uh, that have made such a tremendous positive impact on the members and continue to do so 365 a days a year. So again, kudos to you. Uh, that's not an easy job of what you're doing, but the passion and the dedication, that's highly contagious. And just in talking to you, as I told you earlier, I want to get a rake or a shovel today and go out there and do something. So again, <laughs> uh, I know that dominoes across the country to all the chapters too. So Again, keep up the great work. I look forward to maintaining contact with you throughout the year and getting those updates of what's going on and putting that word out for you. Stay safe there, enjoy the rest of your day, Michelle. And thank you again so much uh, for coming on. Do you have a closing comment you'd like to put out there? A Last gem for everybody?
1: I just wanna thank you for helping us elevate the importance of service uh, now more than ever and uh, just appreciate you always supporting me. And I always look forward to our conversations and and, and always excited to tell you about the new things that are, that are developed or being developed. So thank you again for having me.
0: And again, thank you for your time too, as well. So again, that was Michelle Sullivan, community service team leader, senior team leader of engagement with that awesome title to uh, talking all about the role of community service in FFA. Hey, we'd also like to do a very special shout out to all of our show partners, Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, offering great rates for ag, commercial, and residential customers combined with top of the line professional service. Check them out at myliberty.bank slash office Marysville. Culver's Restaurant of Marysville, Ohio, offering seasonal favorites right now of those cod value-added baskets, as well as pickerel. Their usual mouth-watering selections of all those value baskets, including butter burgers and fresh daily custard and shakes and floats. And I tell you right now, I am getting hungry just talking about those butter burgers and those fish things. You can check out the local Culver's here at culvers.com slash restaurant Marysville dash Ohio. And also we'd like to do a shout out to Seeds Farm Market in Plain City, Ohio your market for the best in Amish cheeses, deli meats, fresh produce, and more. They can You can also order online. You can go to utc'sfarmmarket.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Well, watch for details on our That's Agritastic Facebook page for our next show as we feature Miriam Huffman, who is a member of the National Officers of FFA, and she's the Eastern United States Vice President of that group as well. Well, until then, this is Pete Ammon saying, make it an agritastic week.